look, the party's over. It's been a long vacation and your listeners are waiting to hear you again. And we all know how you prepare for the episode is how you come across on the airwaves. So let's do it one more time from the top and let's get busy. something what's going on fellas hey man new year same show it's time to take it up another notch ron was good yeah i'm here brother i'm here man we we ready to get this thing going man it's been too long wake your sleepy ass up nigga ah shit i'm up brother <laughs> take a I'm, shot of tequila I'm, or something like I, yeah i do got some tequila it's in my trunk flight 504 <laughs> Five oh four Cali. <laughs> I'm up. Shout out shout to out the, Mr. Write down the number, son. <laughs> right. We gotta say shout out to the New England Patriots. What's that? Six now? Big Tom and and Big Bill. Put another one up. Yeah. Gotta respect. Yo. Yeah. All I'm gonna say is, man, he he started off the day at 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 one A. Yeah, you know I mean, a one B behind Mike Jordan, he, he just trumped him, and he's one A. So, congrats nah, uh, to uh, that, That's an argument you can make, but you know, fuck them niggas. We'll be back at them next year. They didn't beat the Eagles. <laughs> I gotta be a hater. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, let's, let's get right into these topics, man. You know, it's February, and how do y'all feel about Black History Month? Is that something y'all support? Absolutely, you Man. can support it, but you know. I don't know about Black History Month. Oh, yeah, in terms of like the Morgan Freeman argument, like it shouldn't be a month, it should be celebrated in American history. I mean, I guess everybody has a month. There's a Women's Month, there's a Latina. For some reason, ours is the famous one. I wonder why. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, also, it's also the shortest month. True, hey, man. I was gonna true. be. I was gonna drop a dime on that one, but you did. You beat me to it. <laughs> my fault. Know? My fault. It's all good. You know what I'm I mean, at the end of the day, though, right? Like, you don't have to. Nobody has to tell you what month it is for you to appreciate your heritage. So, right. You know, it's cool, but it's more so for it's more so for uh, probably for people uh, not of my complexion, right. if you will. So. Right. right, right, right. I still haven't been able to get to that museum because all the white people keep on taking the tickets. Jesus Christ. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a hell of a, yeah, and, hell of a museum. And, well, so when I got my tickets, of course, uh, your president had to shut down so the damn museum was closed. But they did tell me that once the shutdown is over, um, I can come back whenever I want because I already have the tickets. So oh, okay. I will be down there. Uh, and I probably won't do it during Black History Month because I don't want to be cliche there. <laughs> I was going to say, well, you only got two weeks until they be shut down again, so you might have to get in Yeah, no, I need to hurry up and get this. <laughs> hurry up and get it in. Yeah, you know, you just wait like you were going to because it, it, it'll be shut down again soon, unfortunately. Yeah. But, you know, something yeah. happened around election uh, 
the election time period in November um, in Mississippi. And I know me and Dante talked about it briefly. And I was like, man, this, this is crazy that this woman going for a Senate seat can say something outlandish and still win. And it just made me think, like, there's got to be something that we can do about these type of things. And what we're talking about is the Cindy Hyde-Smith. She was going up for the Senate seat in Mississippi uh, versus a Mike Espy. And uh, what did she say, Dante? The quote that I pulled was, it said, if, if he invited me to a public hanging, I'd be on the front row. For somebody that she was supporting, right? She yeah. was trying to show her endorsement for a councilman or something like that. That's right. And like <laughs> she says, if he invited me to a public hanging, she'd be on the front row. And that just goes to show you what the temperature mm. of Mississippi is about. There's one state I never want to visit a day in my life. And Mississippi is at the top. I don't really need to go to Alabama, Arkansas either, but <laughs> just, just the, the whole golf, golf coast, whole golf yeah, coast, except for Alabama, man. So yeah. I, I, I've been there, but I've been to Alabama. I've been to Mississippi. I've been, you know, that whole golf coast. It's, it's definitely different. A um, lot of finger waves, <laughs> a lot of overalls, a lot of gold teeth. Don't forget the powder. <laughs> Got to powder your chest. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't need to go there. And and, and outside of uh, outside of New Orleans, I don't need to go to Louisiana neither. I ain't going nowhere else in Louisiana if it ain't New Orleans. I have no desire to go back in time to 1963. So you know, Doc didn't come to my house to tell me to hop in the time machine. So there's no need for me to go. Um, <laughs> shout out to my what man Petey though I know that's your town in respect but you know it's still 1963 down there and not much has changed so we started thinking about what what can we do and I know in our second episode one thing that we all ag- agreed on is the kids that are going to college these athletes have the power and we saw that with what they did in Missouri where they protested and the president was fired because they said they weren't going to play in the football game that week if that president remained. The president was fired. So they knew they would lose millions of dollars if that team decided not to play, right? So all of these things are going on now about, you know, black empowerment and ownership. You know, we have to start doing things and take action. And one thing me and Dante started talking about, I don't even know if you agree with me, but out-of-state athletes should not be going to Mississippi. There needs to be a movement. Do you want to mute R. Kelly? No. Well, I'm not going to say no, but... (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me clarify. Yes. You can can mute R. Kelly all you want, but we need to be muting Mississippi. I don't think any out-of-state athlete, because home is home. Some people, Ole Miss... That's near and dear to their heart if they're from Mississippi. They may have grew up always wanting to go there. But if you're an out-of-state athlete, if you're an out-of-state recruit, there needs to be a movement where Mississippi is no longer an option. So we often see guys like Sean King. Um, he does a lot for black people. 
that are going through certain hardships, dealing with law enforcement, things of that nature. I think he recently said that he's raised twenty five plus million dollars to help people with lawyer fees, things of nature like that. I feel like a lot of times these things are reactive. We need people like him to be proactive. And I think this is something that it could be a small movement that could make an impact and could grow because they, now they know that you're willing to do something like this. They see that threat coming. What do y'all think? So when we're talking about Mississippi, though, um, like what's the goal or the objective when we say cancel Mississippi? Is it about that woman's got to go getting her that's out? The start. Right, so that's the, that's the start yeah. of it. OK, yeah, she's got to go. And how, I mean, right. seems like you can be a senator forever. So she, she might be there till she's fucking. She's already old. But she's fucking around and be there till she's 90. She got to go. Yeah. I, yeah. I think any movement to make that happen will have to understand how she got voted in. See, like, I don't know if there's a correlation between, you know, Mississippi football and her. I mean, that could be a start, though. I'm not saying it isn't, but I just don't know. What I do know is that, you know, Poverty rate in Mississippi is the highest in the country. Unemployment rate's the highest in the country, and it's sixty sixty percent white, and almost forty percent black. So it's, it's and I think it's been like that for the so last. It affects both sides. It affects both sides yeah. in a really really major way. So it's to me, when we say getting her out is cool, I agree with that. I think we all do. But to cancel Mississippi, we got to make sure that when we, if if that's what we're moving toward, that it still uplifts black people because there's a lot of black people out there that's deep in poverty deep in mm. poverty and the votes and the votes unfortunately put that woman in an office after she said an ugly thing and you're in the south and unfortunately i'm of the belief the south is always going to be the south at least during our lifetime i don't know ron what you think man i think that um obviously you want to start with her you know no longer being in a position to make uh the rules and the laws that that are binding the people there mm-hmm. um you know and i think that uh, just any uh, any movement that that sparks change is, is a great thing, um, you know. Regardless of if there's a true correlation to, you know, to uh, to to the cause or not, you know, if 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 you can stop kids from going there because of the fact that they, you know, they they may be um, uh, uh, helping a place that that maybe doesn't deserve their help, you know. And I mean, if we're gonna say that though, right? Then, then we got to talk about Virginia as well. Um, you know, look at look at the Virginia governor, you know, with the black face and in one moment he's saying he's not sure if he did it and then he's saying he did do it and, and then he retracts again and he's not sure. So, you know, uh But, but that's, that's the problem. Well, we can't get too all over the place. We have something where this woman said this was caught red handed, never really apologized for it. And we know what type of state Mississippi is. They still have segregated proms. So let's just focus there. Like I said, it could grow to other states but if you start trying to go all over the place up front you won't get started so my thing is focusing on mississippi and dante made a good point how did she get in office well we know that walmart made a donation to her and then they tried to ask for it back i'm quite sure they didn't get it back google also donated to her her campaign and denounced Mm -hmm. what she said but they never stated that they wanted their donation back so you got companies right. like that backing you. We know um, you're, you're in the pockets of the, of the right people. Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. interest do they have if they're, if they're supporting you in, in, your, in your campaign, right? 
Right, right. And, right. We, and I think we know a lot of times with these big co- corporations, that, I mean, they, they donate on both sides, you know, depending yeah. on what state legislative works in their favor. So, you know, I think I think now that's the part I'm interested in. If we start holding the companies that line up with these politicians and we start holding them accountable, I think that's the way you go about evoking change for sure. Yeah, I want to know yeah. if, if they actually got the donation back. They, they, you can say it, but did you did you actually take action to get that donation back? Mm-hmm. Did it happen? Nah, nah, absolutely not. Probably not. So, I mean, I think there needs to be a movement started. We got guys like the Killer Mike episode. Uh, the Killer Mike docuseries on Netflix is phenomenal. Um, trigger warning. Trigger warning. Guys like that, together with Sean King and some of these other folks, start a Mute Mississippi, a hashtag... Mute Mississippi campaign. Hey man, hey hey, we're gonna start it right there on the Poison Auto podcast uh, Instagram page. So go ahead and jump out. Yeah, I mean we're gonna we're gonna reach out to y'all as best we can, and if we can be a part of it, that'd be great. But it needs to be some kind of organized uh, coalition of some sort, where this is something where people are gonna be able to understand why this is happening and have that support system. And Mississippi will have to at some point answer to the setbacks that they're having. Because when I looked at the basketball team, just the basketball team in itself, at University of Mississippi was that Ole Miss, right? Yeah. Yep. At Ole Miss, nine of the 13 players are from out-of-state schools on the basketball team. Um, on uh, Southern Miss, five of the 13 basketball players are from out of state. Mm-hmm. And that's not including three that are from Louisiana and Alabama. I'm not, I'm not really going to include them because they're so used to how things work right. down there, period, yes. anyway. Mm-hmm. Right? They're, 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 too, they're too used to it. Um, and then we look at what's really interesting is uh, Mississippi State. They actually, everybody's from Mississippi for some reason. I don't know. I don't know what that's about, but uh, something must happen where nobody really wants to go there. They have two Africans and then they have someone from Canada. But besides that, everybody's from Mississippi. But their women's basketball team, which is the one that is actually the more successful program, uh, I believe they've been to the past two Final Fours, seven out of the 13 are from out of state. So think about if now you aren't able to recruit all of these players that have made your program so successful. We, we can't even go into the football because, you know, it would be too many to count, I'm right, sure. Right. Uh, so I think we need to start there. We saw what happened with Missouri, with Mizzou, uh, the impact that that made in only a couple of weeks. They put the pressure on them. The president was gone. Right. So I think this woman has it has to be some repercussions to someone saying in this day and age for a public hanging she would be front and center. That's disgusting. Really? She's she's in she's in, in in the Senate making policies for those black people in Mississippi and throughout the country. Yep. And we shouldn't yep. have that. We shouldn't stand for that. Nah, nah, it's definitely I mean, there should be more people on the Senate, too, that should stand up and, and denounce her, too, outside of just Mississippi. Right. You know what I mean? That would be yeah. an honorable thing. Um, people in her party, she's Republican. You know, 
I have my own opinion about some most of the Republicans, but not all of them, but most of them. Right. You know, I think it needs to be you know a unified effort just just to denounce her in general. Just that's that is terrible right. shit. And, and something else I would like to see. We talked about this briefly. Uh, that same coalition that's going to be me, Ron, Dante, Sean King, and Killer Mike. Right. I would like to see a movement towards HBCUs. I sent you all a clip where David Banner said this not too long ago. He was on The Breakfast Club. That needs to be, if just think of one generation said, we are now going to focus on supporting our own, supporting our own universities and attending HBCUs. Because if you're a one and done player, that's, that's, that's what you are. You're a one and done player. You're not going to these universities to get an education. So if you can get drafted out of high school, where only only the film that they have is against other high school talent, it's still a step up in, in competition going to an HBCU. It's still NCAA. You still have an opportunity to go to the tournament, right? Right. For, for, for the most part, if it's an NCAA institution. Why not go to an, NC, uh, to an HBCU? Because now you're going to see all these sneaker companies, the funding that they send these schools is going to increase drastically mm-hmm. and now you you spend your time there at that hbcu and then you have an opportunity to then move on if you don't say go, do that g league thing that's going on right now but there also needs to be a movement to focus on bringing four five star recruits maybe even three star recruits and, and focusing on attending historically black colleges what do y'all think about that at the end of the day all it takes is one you know, one one person to lead the uh, to lead the pack um, right. and show that it can be done. I mean, you know, think of the the, the same kind of thing where was the uh, uh, Brandon Jennings, right? Where he he decided to go play over in China, right. and, and and that's that started a thing as well. You know, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not opposed to it, especially if, like you said, you're only going there for a year anyway. Right. You're going there for for a year, so you, you'll be you'll be down in, at Hampton for six months, or, or the Richmond Spiders, you know, whatever for for six months, and after that, you know, go to the league and make it happen. So Jackson State, Alcorn State, Mississippi Valley State, there might be there might be a new new initiative to hopefully get more higher profile to those programs. But I think with any with any movement like that, it comes with sacrifice. So we got to find. You know, that's gonna be what's the how do you incentivize these three, four, or five star recruits to even entertain that idea? And I think it's probably gonna be easier to do it if they know it's just a one year commitment, depending on their talent. Well, you make a good point because I think what we have to do and what you're up against are the boosters. That's what you're right. up against. Right. So yeah, you're gonna be up against the boosters, and that's why I think you're gonna need a coalition to make this happen. Because I think the NCAA messed up years ago with Cam Newton when they let him slide because they said that they gave the money to his father, which is crazy because that happens all the time. And then people get suspended and their Heisman trophies taken or whatever the case may be. But if that's allowed, then you got to combat that with these millionaires that are out there that are saying that they want to see this type of change. They have to be able to support these young athletes from that standpoint. And a lot of people may disagree with that, but it's going on. It will always go on. DeAndre Aiden got that 100000 from Adidas a year ago. Right? 
Mm-hmm. It, it, we know it. It's still happening. So that's what you're going to have to combat. And if there's going to be that loophole where you can give the money to the parents, then you, you're going to have to put that together. Right. <laughs> Get it done. Mm-hmm. Because that, that, that's when you're talking about incentivizing them, there's going to need to be some money on the table. Yeah, because there's other money options. You either go to the big universities and get the booster money, or go to the G League or go overseas. Right. All of those are money options. Right. Yeah, I think you're gonna have to definitely figure out a way to pay players eventually, and I, and I, and eventually means like really soon. I think in the next, would you say less than five years? That's probably gonna be in effect. You would think. What y'all think? Yeah, it'll be longer. Think longer than that. Yeah. Yeah, only. I mean, if if it ever happens again, it's there are just way too many, way too many obstacles and too many variables for it to be done properly. But it does have to be. It needs to be done one way or another. Well, then that's interesting. If you start paying players, that's another obstacle for HBCUs, especially for the ones that are private. Bam. That's gonna be really hard to go against, like the big state universities. The uni- that can pay. No, the universities will never pay. They're never going to pay these kids themselves. There's going to be boosters and, and, and alumni. Right. And yeah. It'll never be and a university there, paying themselves. This and and from there, you can't, you can't and, and that's where HBCUs are, that they can't fight that battle. You, why not? The boosters aren't big enough. Right. I, I disagree with that. There's a tremendous amount of very successful, wealthy people that have gone to HBCUs. And on top of that, you're putting together a coalition of the Puff Daddies of the world, just to use an example, the Jay-Z's of the world, they didn't necessarily go to HBCUs, but if they say they're about this cause, well, then Puff, they'll, yeah, be, they'll, they'll be a part of the coalition. You know what I'm saying? I, I understand. Yeah, that but to, Ron, to Ron's point, though, that you're talking about a limited number of HBCUs still, though. Like, I mean, for every Morehouse, there's the Morris Brown of it, though. You know, I don't know. I, well, well it's, again, you can't save everybody, right? So if you're Morris Brown and you're not an NCAA institution, then you're out. You can't save everybody. But if we can focus on the ones that have been successful, have a great reputation academically in our NCAA institutions, then those are who you got to focus on. And if you're talking about a coalition, maybe there's a certain number of schools that are. That's what I'm honing in on. You're talking about 10 schools, though. Then that's fine. If it's 10, then it's 10. Yeah, but if it's 10, is that enough to evoke the change that you're thinking about, though? Oh, absolutely. I don't know about that. Absolutely. I, I definitely I believe I believe it's probably more than 10, but I definitely believe that it still gives you an opportunity to make an impact. Because you, you're still affecting, you're affecting big dollars. And if these NCAA tournaments now you're seeing these black schools are really starting to... Uh, make it to the Sweet 16, make it to the Elite 8, and further and further, that's going to start to open some eyes and make some changes. We got They said the children are the future. They wasn't playing, man. That shit's cliche, but that shit is for real and always will be. We need to hold on to that, and we need to use that to our advantage. Those kids got a lot of power, and we need to empower them. We need to be the ones to show them how much power that they got. That's just my opinion, man. So Killer Mike... Sean King, you'll be hearing from me. (laughs) 
But we're going to move on. Um, since we're talking about coalitions, something happened. Was it this week? Um, with the Meek Mill thing? Actually, yeah. It was either early this week or late last week. Yeah, pretty recent where they, they came out, Meek Mill, Jay-Z, Michael Rubin, and Robert Kraft seem to be the uh, four horsemen that are leading this. Uh, oh, we got to mention Robert Smith, too. Got to mention Robert Smith, one of the wealthiest African-Americans in the world, also part of that coalition. Um, I, didn't, I didn't know about him. Daniel Loeb, Michael Novogratz, a few other people. Um, but they had a face My man, Van. Can we give Van Jones? He, he was named the, oh, C, the I, I CEO. Was, I, was just, I was just refer- referencing the four guys that have kind of been the face of it. I'm sure there's tons of people that are behind it. Oh, yeah, but Van Jones is the Van Jones is, is the leader of the coalition. He, they they appointed him as CEO. That's correct. They appointed him as CEO, and he's getting a salary to do so. Uh, but what it is is, I guess they're raising fifty million. They got mm-hmm. fifty million up top, right? Right, that's right. Yeah, yep. And um, they say they want to get a million people out of the legal system uh, that are caught up in parole and probation over yep. a certain amount of years, right? Yeah, yeah. I think their mission is generally what you just said: is to dramatically reduce the number of people who they caught, they determine are unjustly under the control of the criminal justice system, and that could be whether they're in jail for crimes they didn't commit similar to Meek or they're in these weird, very long, lengthy probation and parole situations just like Meek. And I think they're using, you know, Meek's case as like the illustration behind the cause. I think their website, they kind of paint a lot about Meek's case to kind of get their get, get their message out there. But they think there's a lot of cases like that. So. Yeah, you spoke it uh, perfectly. I mean, if you don't, Turn if you, if you turn without signaling and you're in probation, they have the option of taking your ass to jail. Like right. that's crazy. Yeah, yep. that's ridiculous. So what they're doing is is definitely commendable. Um, I do have a bit of a question mark around Robert Kraft being involved. What, what do y'all think about that? I mean, he's recently just last week spoke about his support for Donald Trump and how he feels he's doing what's best for the country. Uh, He's also mentioned Rupert Murdoch uh, in that same interview on Fox News. I kind of feel like maybe there's a conflict there. Is he doing this just for the PR? I mean, that's kind of who he is, right? I kind of have a bit of a problem with him being involved. Yeah, you know, it's... I I look at him with a careful eye. Like, I guess that's kind of what you're saying. I don't know if I have a problem, but I do think that you got to choose a side on these type, type of issues. Right. You know, and I think uh, right. uh, Charlemagne, uh, when he interviewed uh, Michael Rubin. Which was uh, phenomenal. It was a great interview of people that didn't check that. He asked him some hard questions, and one of them was exactly on this. You know, how do you how do you explain, how does Robert Kraft explain being friends with Trump, somebody that wants to build a wall? And segregate from people It isn't about diversity it appears But on the same time you visited Meek in jail and seem to be Supportive about a cause that really Affects black and brown people I, I don't understand that you know I don't think You can be on both sides of this Of that right. to, to be really right. Truly for this cause so you might have A point about it being 
a PR thing. Um, but at the same time, if it's not, and it's a white, wealthy person that's, op- that's open to opening his eyes to something that he would probably never see in his everyday walk of life, you know, then I'm supportive of that. I want to see him, I want to hear him talk more publicly about this, though. You never, you never yeah, really he, hear him. He won't. Right. And he I won't. think, and I think that, that's, that then proves your point. Right. Right, right, right. Because right. what you see mostly is him making the appearances, but not necessarily standing at the microphone and, and speaking out, um, you know, uh, against the uh, unjust treatment that, you know, that, that these people are facing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you see him yeah. cooning at the Fanatics Super Bowl party with uh, Cardi B. With Cardi B. Nah, you took it. That's right. <laughs> I was just about to say that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's. I do always want to understand the motivations of people like this. I'm gonna just, without knowing any of them. I mean, I would hope Hove is a good judge of people's character, and you definitely, I've definitely seen him publicly with Robert Kraft a lot so hopefully you know there's genuine intention there. this is something that um, Michael Rubin said in the Breakfast Club interview is he wants people that are going to help them move forward and win he may not like and everybody I and I think if you look at it that way Robert yes. Kraft is a name that's going to help yes. this get out there and yes. you know grab the attention of a lot of people because the one thing I appreciated the most about the Michael Rubin interview was he was so honest, man. Super honest. Like, S- super honest. He doesn't get it because he doesn't have to. It does The things that are going on in black America uh, from a criminal justice standpoint, uh, the conflict with law enforcement does not enter into his life at all. So it never crosses his mind when he sees that stuff if there's some really systemic institutional things that are going on where we are at a disadvantage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the one of the parts I liked the most about that was he said, you know, when he went to the court to see, uh, you know, he assumed it was going to be an in-and-out thing for Meek. You know, the DA and the probation officers all wanted to, you know, they didn't recommend sentencing Meek and wanted him out of there. So he was talking to Meek about, all right, this is what we're doing tonight after you get out of here. Meek's nervous the whole time. Right. So it's just that complete disconnect about the reality of the legal system. It was interesting to see him experience injustice in a real way, right. you know, in front of his face. And before then, you know, he, he was probably 40 or whatever at that time. He never knew the world was like that. As he said he saw the judge yelling, you know, at the probation officers in the right. DA like just like wild shit and this is stuff that you know in our environment people see every day right right and one thing I don't like about Mr. Rubin is nigga stop acting like you ain't come from some money cut right. it out cut it out I don't know nobody I don't know skiers so don't tell me that you, you know your family went nah it's before. not even about skiing it's about you said your father gave you a $38,000 loan, but you were middle class. Oh, I thought I was middle class all this time until that interview. <laughs> he, he, he said, he said his, his family, he grew up in a $40,000 home. House, $42,000. But his yep. father gave him a $38,000 loan. 
loan. Like either they were just saving everything in the couch, like we should have been when we was growing <laughs> well, up. Well, well, that's where he wasn't honest. <laughs> the, yeah, the that math, part wasn't honest. I must have rewound that a couple. I like the math don't make sense on that. Man. He knew he was on a platform that catered to Black America, and he didn't want to yep. come across as a spoiled, privileged white motherfucker. That's really what it was. But if your father gave you a thirty-eight thousand dollar loan and your neighbor gave you eleven, a guy that didn't even really know you that well, trust yep. me, you came from money, Mister Rubin. And again, that's the difference between our America and and yours. But what you're doing today, very commendable. Oh, it's honorable. It's for honorable. Sure. And it's it genuine. looks like right. Him and Meek's relationship is real. Yeah, he really loves Certainly. Meek. You can tell. Uh, but cut the shit, please. <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> cut it out. I knew you was going to fry him up on that. They had to. But I saw Angela Yee was looking at that motherfucker. She was sizing his ass up. Because Angela Yee probably older than him, honestly. She's like, oh, I got to work this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I got to work this. I need to be like Eve. Find me a billionaire. Mm. <laughs> What's my ankle? She had a little extra makeup that she day. She had a little extra makeup. She actually, she actually <laughs> did. She actually did. Size of the body. Let it be known that I'm not really black. I have Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I come. <laughs> She's <a> chameleon. <laughs> yeah, got to be that day. I get it. All right, go ahead. No, nah, but what they're doing is commendable. I think we should donate. Uh, you can go to. The website, which is interesting, that is reformalliance.com. Uh, most nonprofits are .org, but there actually is already a reformalliance.org. So I'm also thinking maybe you should have uh, thought about the branding just a little bit more. But um, we're definitely going to support. Um, and Meek, now, if the FBI calls you and tells you to stop, you kind of can't now. It's just going. <laughs> it's, it's going too far. <laughs> I don't know if y'all saw that on the Breakfast Club when he was like, "Yeah, if they called me and told me to stop, I'll do it. It ain't worth it, <laughs> <laughs> nigga. Now you're in. You can't leave. Yeah. Me, 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 gonna call him and say, take my name off that website right now. <laughs> you're locked in now, nigga. Now I think he. What I think that interview did show is that Meek got a lot of real, real money behind him now. Outside of just the music shit, and uh, oh, yeah. you know, I just hope that you know he continues to stay oh, clean and doesn't, you know, you kind of fuck up his opportunity because you know it, it, it will be a, a hard fall if he if he fucks up at this point. But shout out to the Reform Alliance, my nigga Van Jones, Jay Z, Meek Mill, Robert Kraft, Mr. Robert Smith, everybody involved, Michael Rubin. It's an honorable, commendable thing, and, and we're going to see what we can do to try to be a part of that as much as we can. Um, I'm sure we all have family members that are in that system going through similar things, and um, I hope it really, really makes progress. And what they're saying is they're not paying for lawyers, kind of like we alluded to with Sean King. They're trying to change policy. So it's going to be interesting to, to track that and see what type of progress they're able to make with the influence that they may have. Um, and Van Jones is a, definitely a great person to have as a CEO. But I don't know if you ever watched CNN. Van Jones thinks the world's coming to it. And every time the smallest thing goes wrong, 
Oh, he gives you that emotion. <laughs> he gives you that but emotion. But it's like, nigga, relax. <laughs> Tomorrow, I, I just don't. It's like, do I gotta get a, build me a bomb shelter or something? Nigga, what the fuck is you talking about? Relax. Well, one one thing, kind of related, unrelated. Did y'all see? Um, did y'all see this? The the jail in uh, Brooklyn. Um, oh yeah. The Metropolitan Detention Center in uh, yeah. in uh, Sunset Park, Brooklyn, by the waterfront. Crazy. They've been without, no. without uh, oh, so this story runs crazy. Like they've been without um, electric and heat for I guess the almost the whole month, last couple of weeks since the New Year. Sounds oh like goodness. yeah. So like it's what, like temperature. Yeah, Jeez. like so it's like sixteen hundred inmates, five hundred correction officers. I actually think that's the same jail that El Chapo might actually be in, which is interesting. Nah, um, he ain't in no Brooklyn. I think he's in MDC. Nah, I think he is. I think that's where, uh, I think the dude Taxstone might yeah, be Yeah, but there's different ones. There's the Brooklyn one, and then there's like the Metropolitan one. That's what this is. It's Metropolitan Dissension Center, I think this, anyway. Whatever prison this is, uh, terrible conditions. Um, hold your head out there. I mean, they need to get this fixed. It sounds like the jail's pointing at the utility company, Con Edison, and, and they're pointing back at the jail saying it's an internal issue. But right now, it's like 30 degrees, and these guys can't get blankets or nothing and, and you know, no no hot well, water or nothing. So, man, it's, hold your head. What we just did was uh, we, we just got um, – Jay-Z and Robert Kraft their first case, but you don't have to help El Chapo. Well, the Re- Reform Alliance's <laughs> Instagram has been promoting this. I'm interested to see if they have any influence. It's in Brooklyn. Like, if this is something that y'all have given some attention to, I was interested to see, inter- interesting to see if they're able to actually uh, use some of that influence to change uh, this current situation so i'm gonna mm-hmm. be tracking it it's gonna, yeah, be, interesting. Yeah. It's gonna interesting be interesting interesting story new york times picked it up this morning so it's getting some momentum so yeah shouts out to all of them um but we'll move on to some other topics uh some lighter topics we hit a lot going on in the nba the trade deadline is coming up so we definitely got to talk about this I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to not get annoyed because I've stated on this podcast multiple times, LeBron and his team, I'm rooting for you off the court. I've said that, you right? You did say that. I've said that a few times, right? Yeah. Clutch sports. I don't know how I feel about clutch sports, man. Anthony mm. Davis bought a $7.5 million house over the summer in Los Angeles. In September, mm-hmm. he signed with Clutch Sports. If I'm the New Orleans Pelicans, <laughs> they had to see the writing on the wall. Yes or no? They got to see it, and they got to tell Rick, hey, look here, young fella, you cannot come to our building at all. Stay out of New Orleans, because we see what you're doing. It was clear as day. So is LeBron using clutch sport as his fucking uh, feeding ground for prospecting? It's his G League. Right? Is this just for LeBron to be able to uh, persuade and coerce people to come play with him? Because if that's the case, Ben Simmons is out there in a few years, right? Oh, he's gone. He's definitely. I feel like clutch sports just wants athletes to be in large markets. So yeah. they can make as much money as possible outside of basketball. Right. And as well, take care of their king. 
Mm. Simple as that. Simple yeah. as that. You're I mean, there hasn't been many things that are there hasn't been many things that that go against what you're saying. Yeah. You know, and yeah. especially once you, if if you're able to force this trade and get to Los Angeles, I mean, Rich Paul has to be the most powerful man in sports at this point, right? What type of shit? No, one hundred percent agree with what you're saying, Ron. Like to me, it's like what type of dude? Like we all play basketball. Obviously, we didn't play college or pro, whatever. But like, if you play sport, any sport, any kind of level, just imagine like the star player on your team writing publicly that he doesn't want to play with you <laughs> in the middle mm. of a season. Well, like what type with of a shit? whole year left? It's a time. whole nother year left. Not even All Star break. What kind of shit is this? Well, he's trying to force his way out. He's They've already said yep. he's not going to play the rest of the season if they don't trade him. It's beyond selfish. It's 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 like what? There's no morals. There's no code. You know, dudes is out for self. It's, I heard even using words like legacy. I mean, all of these things are fine to feel that way internally, but to discuss it publicly, this shit is it's bizarre. It's bizarre to me. But the, the, has the NBA given LeBron James too much power? Have is it their own fault for allowing all of these things to take place through the years? I I think I think that next CBA negotiation, I wouldn't be surprised if it, if the if the NBA lockout's going to be long because I mean I think the owners are definitely going to try to get more control over the league. I remember Mark Cuban coming out being very critical of the league during the last CBA negotiation and saying, you know, the players kind of run shit and I think situations like this is only going to make it make it more difficult for yeah. those upcoming negotiations for sure. And let's think about what happened with years ago, the NBA owned the New Orleans Pelicans. Chris Paul was there. And what happened was there was a trade that was agreed upon with the GM at the time for the Pelicans to send Chris Paul to the Los Angeles Lakers. What did the league do? Right. They nixed it. They said, nah. Yes, they did. We ain't allowing yep. that to happen. Why did they do that? Because all the flack they got from LeBron going to Miami. He has started this trend. And he wants to go around and talk about super teams, this, that, and the third. And just like Draymond said, I'm not a fan of Draymond Green at all. But you started the super teams, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> so much so that the NBA had to step in and try to nix what they probably deemed as another super team format. Taking my man Kobe out of the chance of getting his sixth ring because mm. of King James. I'm just not a fan of what's going on. And in 2017, I don't know if y'all know about this, the NBA actually did an investigation to see if LeBron James had shares um, with Clutch Sports. And what they came away with is that he doesn't. But the fact that they even felt the need to do that, it's clear as day what's going on. Yeah, and, and, and even if they found nothing to show that he owns something today, the minute he retires, I wouldn't. he's going to be yeah. the CEO or the, the, the chair of the board or whatever. I mean, you know, that's it's pretty obvious what that, well, what that is. You bring up a good point because I was just thinking about this. What happens to Clutch Sports when LeBron's gone? Ooh. Uh, 
if he's no, not a part no, of the no, company. No, they, no. They're going to have his well, son. He's not a part of the <laughs> That's, that's what I was Rich Paul better pray to God. Bronny is what they are trying to advertise. He's everything they are trying to advertise. Because if that's the case, oh, they they're good to go. They they they're set for life. If yeah, Bronny ends themselves, up being a third of Bron. They're good. They just gonna keep a lot on locking up the future. I mean, we'll see what the kid Zion signs on to. I think it's a good question. It's a good question. I, I think I think it's really dependent on on. On the sun. On the sun. I think it's depending on the sun, because right now, everything to sign with Clutch Ports is to me it's just to get closer to LeBron and what he can and do for you. Until they realize that maybe Rich Paul isn't uh, as seasoned and savvy as an agent, maybe he ends up being that. But right now, you want to be next to the guy that has all the power in the NBA, and that's LeBron James. I wouldn't be surprised, too. Another thing to watch after his career is done playing. I mean, I could see him forming a team and maybe in the ownership side of it. And if that happens, that could be another another way for Clutch to continue to, to, continue just to maintain it and live LeBron's on. LeBron's new nickname needs to be De Facto. We won't call him the De Facto because he's the De Facto coach. He's a de facto GM. He's the de facto <laughs> president of the fucking clutch sports. We all fucking know it. He's de facto. De facto. <laughs> Yo, de facts. De facto. My nigga, what up? Because we all know what's going on. It's clear as day, man. And it's kind of disturbing just because... I don't know, man. I don't want to hate on those brothers too much. Charles Barkley called it collusion the other day on TNT. He yeah, wants he to see the NBA block the trade, but the NBA can't block the trade because what people tend to forget is with what they did with New Orleans, they actually owned the team at that time. Yeah, that's the only reason, the reason why they, they could step in. Right. So yeah. the NBA is not going to step in and block the trade. But what now they need to do the, is just figure out the rules of the next CBA. So now here's a question I have, right, coming from the other side of it, right? If the owners, right, just by the sheer uh, meaning of the word, own the team, uh, they essentially own the players, is AD not trying to take his, is he not trying to, is he not trying to own himself in this moment? I think or am AD, I digging too deep? AD is honestly, when I look at him talk, he's scared to death. He's doing what yeah. they told him to do. Right. He looks right. like the type of kid that would have very easily played this out, at least through this season, and not rocked the boat the way they did. But LeBron, he hasn't accepted that they're not a championship team this year. He yeah. thought he could accept that, but he hasn't accepted that. So what they've done now, now they put the pressure on Anthony Davis to force this trade because of the control of clutch sports that LeBron has. And he's also now put the pressure on Magic Johnson. And he put the pressure on uh, the Pelicans organization. This is is all centered around LeBron. And he said, I'm sitting out for the next 17 games, and I'm going to see what the hell y'all do. Because if I don't like what's going on, I'm probably going to sit out the rest of the season with this bullshit phantom injury. His fucking finger. His finger is injured. Get the fuck out of here. You went here. from a groin injury to a finger now? Get out of here. Yeah. A, a diva. Talk about AD. <laughs> a diva. Yeah. That nigga. Yeah. 
Get out of here, cuz. Because you could easily wrap that motherfucker up and be on the court. Cut it out. Never had injuries until this year. No, I wouldn't yeah. say that. Yeah. He's always injured. That. LeBron? Oh, oh, I thought you meant. Oh, I thought you were talking about AD. No, I'm I talking about AD. Le- Le- no, no, LeBron. Oh, okay, yeah, with the groin. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. talking about, you were talking about AD with the yeah. injuries. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know he was talking about injury. I mean, LeBron, I feel like this this 17 game injuries that he's had, well, he's missed games, that's been kind of weird. He played the other night, now he, he didn't play tonight. I don't know yeah. what's going on. He's a. It's some funny shit going on <laughs> with him, man. I, I don't know, man. But do, do y'all think that do y'all think it happens before the trade deadline? No, no, I don't either. I don't either because uh, uh, what the Lakers are offering right now, the, they said that the Pelicans didn't even return their phone call. So they yeah. didn't even return their phone it call. It was Rondo, uh, Ball, Kuzma, and Michael Beasley. That was the first and the first and round. The first round pick. That was the first offer. Yep. That's a yeah. no from and me too. Yeah, the Pelicans said no, thank you. But I mean, what else could they give up? You have to give up Ingram. You gotta give up Ingram. You're gonna have to give up Ingram, who has actually been balling lately because he doesn't want to go to New Orleans. <laughs> you not like it here. No, please. <laughs> I'm showing you. I prove it to you. He's, <laughs> he's probably got the highest upside out of all the young players they got. Um, I don't know what ball is, but I mean, I think Ingram. You know, he's dropping 30 last couple of games I've seen. He, he got potential. I think that it will happen. I think it will happen. Yeah. Uh, Scott Bob Interesting five, to see, will Interesting to see if, they, if they have to part with Kuzma and Ingram. They will have, to. They will have to. to. they will have to. That's a lot. That's a lot to give up. And then Keith Ball, that's a lot. Well, I think you needed one additional player to come back from New Orleans just for depth. Um. But I think that you could go. You still got Josh Hart. He's a decent role player coming off the bench, young guy. Straight. Um, Villanova, can, right? Yeah, Villanova. Yep. I think believe he's from the DMV. Um, and you, you still have. If you can bring back a player from New Orleans, then that helps you with your depth and, and your rotation. And I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. I think they kind of have no choice. And NBA fined AD 50000 for publicly stating this, that he wanted the trade. But that is slapping around. I wouldn't be surprised if Cut Sports paid the shit for him. Because oh, you, they told him to do it. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, we'll, pay, we'll pay this charge. No, no, no sweat. Yeah, don't worry about it. We right. got you covered. And LeBron, and LeBron signed the check. <laughs> Absolutely, but what silent partner? What's really interesting right. altogether is uh, was watching first tape, and Stephen A. He finally did his reporting duties and was a journalist. Said something really interesting that <laughs> there's Rob Palenka has beef with a lot of agents out there. Like that agent world is cutthroat, competitive. Y'all know that shit. Like oh, yeah. agents don't like each other. So, right. at the end of the day, Ralph Link is a fucking agent. And they're like, these other agents are not willing to s- just send their players to Los Angeles. Because right. nine times... He's the GM, right? He's the GM. He was yeah. Kobe's agent uh, for years. Uh, I'm sure he represented a lot of other players. But what's going to happen when Rob says, all right, I don't want to do this no more? He's going to go back to being an agent. <laughs> and, and he has to make a living. But if you're sending your players over there, he's building that relationship with them. 
What's going to happen? He's going to take them. He's going to take them. Right. Yep. So a lot of these agents are not, already have a thing with guys not wanting to play with LeBron, right? So then you have this whole other thing where agents are reluctant because of Rob Palenka. LeBron has no choice but to use his company, Clutch Sports, to recruit and get guys to come there. Because they have those other challenges in front of them. So it's just going to be interesting, man. I think it does happen. Um, and, then, and then things really going to get interesting. Things are really going to get interesting. So we'll see. We'll see. But uh, fuck the these West, other teams. The West, will shape up. the West is going to shape up to be exactly what, we, what it's always been. A dogfight. If that happens, the West is going to be... Uh, well, the East is a dogfight now, too. And that's why we're about to get to our team. Fuck these other teams. The Sixers. <laughs> Fuck them other niggas because I'm down for so, my niggas. Golden State out in Golden State. 12 games in a row of 500 teams playing teams that are 500 plus. And we're doing what we need to do. But what do we need to do? Trade deadline's coming up. Do the Sixers need mm. to make a move? Do they have to make a move? They don't have to make a move. If they make a move that makes us instantly better, which we thought that Jimmy Butler trade was going to do, but, you know, in hindsight and looking at him on the floor, it didn't do what we needed it to do. Um, yeah, seven points the other night. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm definitely open to a, to a trade, but it's, it's got to be something that makes sense. I don't want to trade just to say that we did it. What position do y'all think they need to improve at, like, to become a contender, I think that's right, the right way to approach it. If you're thinking about a trade, you know, what position do you think they're weak at? I think for the me... The same thing that we... Go ahead. I'm listening. Uh, I know you, you were going to go point guard probably, but... I, no, no, no. Okay. No, no. I don't, think that, I don't think that's our weakness. I think that at the end of the day, what we need and what we've always needed, we need people that can shoot the ball. Right. We need somebody that can... We need another... You know, we need somebody that can... Come off of the off the screen, catch and shoot, but can also take you off the dribble, you know. And we thought that 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 Jimmy Butler was going to be that guy. Jimmy um, struggled to get his hit. shot off the other night. Yeah, against Golden State, he struggled. And that's what Clay Thompson. He's not a come off the screen guy. Clay Thompson wasn't even in the building, so that's without Clay Thompson defending him. That's a little concerning. Jimmy Butler's a pick and roll guy, and we are a pick and roll team, right? That's a problem. I I think they need I think they need a stronger four. Um, I think that any for them to be a real we have a four. He's our point guard. For, <laughs> for, <laughs> right, 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 right. For us to be like a real contender, I, no disrespect. I don't care about disrespect. Wilson Chandler can't be in your start line. It's time to. I think he's out now for like the next month. I just saw, but I mean, he he can't. Being your starting lineup, he's he's mm. he's the eighth man, ninth man off the bench on any other contending team. Muscala, I think he's decent. He gets good minutes, but he plays way more minutes on this type of team that's a competitor than any other team probably that you would see. So I think they need to look at. And he's inconsistent. He's very inconsistent. I think you need a four that can shoot and complement what we have, in my opinion, which is a superstar at the five position and then B. Phenomenal. Um, so, I don't know. I think what y'all think about, so let's, if, if y'all agree with, like, looking at the four just from a trade scenario, a couple uh-huh. of names I pulled out, just looking at who can shoot. I mean, so, 
I'll throw one name. What y'all think about Kevin Love? Is he even an option? I don't know. I think they. I saw a scenario where they talked about. I mean, people are just throwing shit out. Is there. he playing? I mean, is he playing? Like, is he healthy? I don't know. I don't know. I think. I think if he isn't playing, he probably is close to coming back. But um, f- somebody said Fultz, Chandler, Cork, your man Corky, and a first round pick for Love, and I thought that was a little rich. But I mean, oh, I think that's way too rich to be honest. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. But that's another way too rich. The name I do like that's out there, and I think he's been floating around in trades. Is uh, he's a Philly Philly guy too. Um, I think Marcus Morris out of Boston would be an interesting pickup for this team if they could figure out a way to I, make it happen. I don't know if Boston would do a deal with them, but he's somebody that can knock down that 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 tray ball at a pretty high percentage this year, and, and it has that physical kind of play that we yeah. like in Philly. Yeah, so I think that would probably be a good trade if they could get him in there to improve at the four. What y'all think? I think we probably have a better chance at the other Morris twin in Washington just because – I think they need to start planning for the future. Um, and he might have a, a sizable contract. I'm not sure. And Danny Ainge is not going to trade with us at this point. I think that um, we're too much of a threat to each other at this point. So I, I don't see right. that happening. Well, he's got a great trade history with us. We're a good trade partner for him. Yeah, that's when we oh, were trash. That's when we were still in the process. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, we graduated. Since we graduated, I don't think he'd do it. Um, Markeith can't really shoot like that, though. That's the only problem. But you're right, though. I mean, Washington would be more willing to trade than Boston. I, honestly, I think where we need to upgrade, and you mentioned um, the three spot. That's where Wilson Chandler is playing, or is he playing the four? He's playing, He's the, playing the four. He's playing I was talking about the four. four. I think Jimmy's I, at the three. I, I think I think you, you upgrade the point guard position. And you put, you put uh, Ben Simmons at at the four. I think that's what ultimately is going to have to happen at some point in Ben Simmons' career. The turnover rate. Think of how how many games we would have won if we would have lessened the turnovers by, you know, a third. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's ridiculous is the the rate that we're turning the ball over, and a lot of it has to do with Ben Simmons being uncomfortable as a point guard because he's just not. And if you get him closer to the basket, you don't have to worry so much about him taking jump shots. Because from free throw line extended below, he actually has some nice little floaters, some jump hooks and things like that. Um, right. I think that you, you have to upgrade the point card position. What we saw earlier, what we spoke about, I had sent it out into the group chat, is uh, Drew Holiday. I don't know if that's real or not. Um, but I think if you add him to the team at point guard, move Ben Simmons to the four, that makes you a better team. Does it make you a championship team? Probably not. I don't know. Because I think we're getting better and better. So you never know. This could be the year. It could not be. But I think adding uh, Drew Holiday to the point guard position <coughs> or somebody of that caliber, I mm. think that if you pull the trade off from that regard, because you, you can't, you can't, you're not going to bring in another superstar. You're not going to pull off a trade for a true right. difference maker. It's going to have to be a player of that Drew Holiday type caliber. Yeah, I think Drew, Drew would be a good one. That's the, the irony of that trade. It was like trading, uh, 
your last your last <laughs> what I say in the group chat the, the last two first round picks for your first round pick you know six years ago the irony of that just right. would be in a sixer you know it, it, I mean? it would be but there's a different regime now you know mm-hmm. I mean nah nothing was wrong with it it was just irony of it but um yeah, I don't know. I mean, Kemba, we talked about Kemba, too. I mean, I think that would be... Like, Charlotte won't trade him during the, this trade deadline. Nah, nah, no you way. do that, you got nothing. Nah, he's a free agent they this summer. They, they think they probably can keep him because he can make the most money with them. Um, so I don't see that as a thing. What y'all think about Mike Conley? I'm not a, really a big fan, but... Huge contract. I'm not a fan of taking on that contract. So I think... I'd love to add him, but I think he's not a, a feasible option because of that contract. Personally. Yeah, yeah. I think Isaiah Thomas is going to be somebody that's out there, but I don't know where he's been since he left Boston. It's kind of been Is Reggie Jackson still in the league? Because <laughs> <laughs> a nigga like that would be great. I don't know if he's still in the league or not, honestly. I ain't heard Reggie Jackson's name all damn year. I think he left with with Van Gundy. I don't know what's been going on in Detroit, but he's he's still on. He's still in Detroit, but I haven't heard his Is name. Is he doing much. anything like a, a nigga like that? A guy like that? That's who we. That's who we would need to make us better. Somebody like that, the Reggie Jackson that I remember, a, a Schroeder or somebody like that. Now, New um, Oklahoma City's not going to trade Schroeder right now, but a guy like that would make us. Uh, a lot better. I really believe that. But in the playoffs, you know they have a different rotation. The rotation is a lot shorter. Right. Um, so who Who's your eight-man rotation? Um, we already know the starters. Who is going to be the three guys the Sixers are going to depend on in the playoffs coming off the bench? Well, it's got, I mean, like it or not, it's, it's T.J. McConnell was in there. Um, you gotta like that. I like TJ. Are you... No, I, I I do. I just think that some there there not there are a lot of people that TJ didn't get much burn in the playoffs last year. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say that he's gonna get it this year. Yeah, but I mean TJ just he's it's there aren't many players that can be energy guys, um, but aren't scores. I think they give him fifteen. Man, he, he's on. He's gonna be in a rotation because they don't really have a backup point guard. So you're going with TJ? Okay, who else? Yeah, so you you, you got TJ. Um, obviously, I mean, you know, you got Landry, which, and 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 after that, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know, you know, because they, they they love they love Bolden right now. I like they Bolden. love Bolden. I do too. I do too. You know, but I mean, playoff basketball is he is he ready for that? I I don't know, but. You know, so I think that's that's probably that's probably what 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 you're left with. I mean, Landry comes off the bench, and and the kid is he's getting better and better every game. You know, he's getting better and better oh, every absolutely. game. So they, have, they, need to, they need to invest in him. Yes, heavy in the offseason to get him right. He's got he's got high upside. Yeah, he has the tools. You know, he he's a, he can shoot the ball, and and that's the kind of player that we need out there. We need somebody that can hit a jump shot. We need somebody that can hit a shot with a hand in his, in his face, and somebody that's not afraid to shoot the ball. A la Ben Simmons. Mm. You know what was that last week when and in that that overtime game when Ben got the ball? Oh, he was scared. He was scared, He's to, scared death. to death. Scared to death. Scared to death. He didn't want that ball in his hands. He said, "Who did this and why?" 
you know, so a guy like Landry Shamit, that's uh, uh, he's he's going to be a guy that that's going to be a, he's going to be a game changer for us as as we go. You know, kind of like that, like that, like how Terry Rozier was for for Boston last year. I think Mascala is probably going to be. Yeah, so we got to think about the, the to answer the question. So we got TJ, we got we got Shamit. I, I agree with those two. And then the third one, you're talking about Mascala or is it your man Corey Brewer? Or that's when it gets ugly. Uh, it, you know, it gets, Corey's not getting minutes in the playoffs. It gets ugly. It'd be, it'd be still even on the team. Man, Corey. That's why you got to bring in a guard. Yeah. Because <clears throat> with Mark, uh, here's another quick: Will Markel folks be on the Sixers by the end of the week? Yeah. You think he will be? Yeah. So then you, you, if he will, is he coming to the equation at some point? He might. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, I think, I, I, my opinion, I he think shouldn't. Brett Brown, no, I think Brett Brown has, and I, I have nothing to base this off of, just me talking. I think that Brett Brown understands, hey, I got two other guys on my bench that are better than this guy. It's no, it's no need to. It's no need to force your hand at that. Okay. I think that is a possibility he's gone, but let's just go off what we know that he's there. Um, I don't see him. Yeah. I don't see him playing over TJ. I don't see him playing over Landry. Um, so what's the point? I I think, I I think they're going to end up trading him. Honestly, this is the best time to probably do it. Because there's probably a lot of teams that will say, all right, maybe he did have a shoulder injury, injury and, you know, maybe we can get the best out of this young guy. I, I think this is the time to do it. But that's a whole nother question. I think that I think he'll be gone. Dante, you think he'll be there? I think that his trade value is so low right now that. I, f- I can see it this. Might not even make sense. Yeah, I can see this. Just, just being hesitant to pull the trigger on him, honestly. But he's such a distraction that I don't know if it's a weird thing. I don't know if we'll ever see him play another six a game. But I do think that they're going to try to get some value for him. But it's just his value's low. Okay. Super low. Yeah. There's, there's been trade rumors for uh, Miritich that's with uh, the Pelicans, um, as well mm. as Drew Holiday. So. Wouldn't be totally surprised if maybe it's a Drew Holiday Meritage package where you put something together with Markel folks. Uh maybe one of But how does that help the how does that help New Orleans? Are are they just dumping at this point? They, they, they have to. They have to totally hit the reset button. Um so I think they they, they know they're gonna trade A D. Now, all right, we got Lonzo Ball, we got Ingram, we got Kuzma. Let's bring in this kid Fultz as well to see what what can happen. Why keep Meritich and 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 Holiday in that type of situation when you can probably get some young talent, and some draft picks for them? At least that's how I see it. But from what we know, I I don't think TJ gets the minutes in the playoffs. I think we're going to see, of course, Landry. I think they're prepping them for the playoffs now, and I think we also will see Muscala if he's still on the team, and. I'm going to say Bolden. I think that's going to be your main rotation. I think TJ does see minutes, but I don't think if we're talking about uh, that top eight rotation, I don't think he's see, I, going to be within that. See, I think though, but I think that I think that TJ has has earned the trust 
of not only the coaches but his teammates. So if anything, I, and I don't disagree with with your three twos, but I think that I think that TJ has earned. I think he's earned the right to get some time. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think yeah, it causes yeah. defensively it causes issues, and it's just a matchup issue. That's really what it's going to come down to. He's going to no, get I think, in. That's his, I think that's where he's strong, though. I think that. Nah. I think he. I think he. Nah, yeah. Nah, oh, yeah. Every every guard is bigger than him, so I don't. You think he's a good defender? Yeah, that's his strength. Definitely. You talking about that's CJ McConnell? I don't think that's his strength. I don't think so that's what do you strength. think his strength is? That's the it's only reason energy. he gets time. You, if you talk about the playoffs and you got these elite point guards that could easily take him down low and post him up, you're going to get killed. But nobody, you're going to get who, killed. What point guards are, what point point guards guards are, are you talking about? Yeah. He's the only point guard I, in the league Kyrie that picks up. He, Kyrie would post him up. Kyrie would post him up. Which the playoff basketball is different. If I got to strategize now for this team to win four games, you don't think these coaches are gonna say, "Oh, TJ's out there X amount of minutes. Whenever he's in the game, let's post his ass up." I mean, the only time you don't do that in the regular season, you will do yeah, that in the I'm, playoffs. Well, let's say that that does happen, right? So then you have help on the backside. Yeah, I mean, to your point, I don't know if TJ's getting a lot of minutes. I mean, he's gotten he's gotten his minutes cut this year compared to other years before, but he does pick up full court. He is a nuisance on de- defense, and I think that's where I he's, love TJ, but where he's earned his money. He's you got to upgrade if he's going to be the guard in the rotation. I got no problem with Mascal. I got no problem with Bolden being in the front court rotation. You would clearly have to bring in somebody in the back court. That's going to be able to play playoff minutes. I don't. I don't see TJ being able to play significant minutes and not seriously making a run in the playoffs. And I love the guy, but it just it, we have to upgrade that that, yeah. that depth. Yeah, I think we got to start with not having Wilson Chandler in this in a, uh, as a starter for sure. But um, I don't know. We'll see. If we get married to somebody like that, that would do that. But I'm telling y'all, I'm about to fucking go crazy. This mangy mutt. <laughs> In the background, <laughs> if the listeners are listening, you're going to hear this fucking chihuahua barking throughout the damn episode. You got these motherfuckers next door that if they're either dead. I don't know if this damn dog is trying to tell us something. <laughs> are we supposed to be calling the cops? Is something, did something happen, boy? What? What did you say, boy? Jesus Christ. Was, I'm knocking on their door in the morning. This shit is crazy. I'm going to knock on their door in the morning. Like, what's going on over here? Are y'all feeding this nigga or what? <laughs> taking him outside to take a piss or Jesus something, man. Christ. Jesus Christ. This is outrageous. Man. So we Find apologize. that door and let's dead this issue, man. Shit. Oh. <laughs> Maybe they heard us. Nobody said that. They heard you. It's quiet now. That's funny. Shit. Damn. Six is lost in the damn. All right. Alrighty, so yeah, I think we 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 need to upgrade the position at, at the in the backcourt. We'll see what happens, but Embiid, that MVP talk needs to start. That MVP talk needs to really the Sixers need to start a campaign. Superstar man, he's a star, not, he not is super. He's a fucking superstar. He's a superstar. He's not man. a superstar. He's not a superstar. Nigga, why is he not a superstar? Because my mother Tony Crosby does not know him, you so can't. he's not a superstar. He's averaging 27 and 13, man. He's a star. Well, I can tell you. super. 
My mother, Carol Rich, knows him. My mom too, brother. Well, let's, let's, I want y'all to show me text text message your mothers and then show me that they don't. I'm gonna do that. We gonna yeah. put that up on the. Hey, IG. mom. Your mom, probably, but y'all y'all mothers are in yeah, the, the area. area. My yeah. mother lives in South Carolina. That's different. So that's different. But I don't think he's quite there at the superstar level. To me, if you're a superstar, you got to have a signature sneaker, which he does not have yet. You have to have some kind of um, acting or movie appearance of some sort. And or at least a commercial. I don't even know. Does he have a commercial yet? So now with that. So yeah, let's let, well, let's. No, let's, let's not go let's to let's not go too far into this, but yeah, yeah, you know, but 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 I but I want to though, real for for a second, I want to touch it. So, so Anthony Davis, right? Is he a superstar? Got him. No, no. Okay, all right. I didn't think he was. Okay, okay. He's a superstar in basketball circles. Right. Superstar not, transcends. Basketball. Oh, I'm circles. only talking about basketball. Like, I mean, no, no, superstars. And you're just a star. I'm talking about the the the, the big picture. He's he's a star. So then, how many superstars do, are are there in the NBA? Steph Curry, LeBron James, and Kevin Durant. I'm not mad at that. Steph Curry, there, LeBron James, and Dwayne Wade, and Dwayne Kevin Wade. Kevin Durant. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, I don't know. He's just about, retiring, but he's still in the league. Everybody knows D Wade. I don't know that. But you just don't like three. him, nigga. But he's a superstar. No, no, no. I, I, I don't care about him. Shout out. To exactly. Him. <laughs> you don't care about him because you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't. I don't know that he's just well. But if we're saying that your your if we're saying that your uh, your parent or somebody that isn't familiar with basketball would have to know him, yeah. I don't know that to be yeah, true. Yeah, my mom knows Dwayne Wade. I don't know if that's the right metric, though. If you drop him off in China, will a bunch of kids crowd around him? Dwayne Wade? I'm talking about Embiid, too. Like, I don't know if that's the right. I think Dwayne Wade has sneakers. From no, no, I'm not China. arguing that. I'm arguing your premise about the parents knowing them, if that makes them a superstar. It's because your parents don't know. There might be some kids in China that know. Yeah, but they're in the basketball circle. Just because they're in China doesn't mean they're not in the basketball circle. If, so. they, if you're known in China, you're a superstar. But they're into well, basketball. I'm not. I'm not going to say that because Stephon Mulberry is going to get surrounded in China. Say, yeah, yeah. So Jimmer Ferdet is getting surrounded in China. So that's uh, not. That's not it for yeah, me. Yeah, we could drop Jimmer Ferdet off in Cherry Hill, and they would <laughs> exactly in so. China. He's getting mobbed. So I mean, Embiid, yeah. fuck that. Joel Embiid, brother, I'm with you. He was superstar. Gotta relax. Yeah, yeah. Joel's a superstar. <laughs> Gotta relax. <laughs> Niggas average of 27-13. Just, just jump the gun. Will Chamberlain numbers. He's a great basketball player. He's not a superstar. But moving on. Insane. Another uh, Philadelphia team. And we got to talk about this because this podcast actually started off a conversation around having a, uh, a podcast around the Eagles because black people <clears throat> seemingly are left out of that conversation. So let's start a podcast about... The Philadelphia Eagles from the black perspective. We were initially supposed to be called Black Birds. And that was going to be the name for the longest time. And it's very interesting 
this far into the podcast, we haven't talked much about the Eagles. What does right. that say about us? What does well, that no, say, what about say about us? them? Exactly, exactly but they them. didn't have the greatest <laughs> season, and we didn't talk right. about them. I yeah. think that says something about us. I think that we should have, we should have, even though they weren't winning um, consecutive games and, and putting forth the best effort, we should have made a place to talk about the Eagles more because that's what sparked the whole thing. After they won the Super Bowl, we were inspired. And we should have made time to talk about the Eagles more. So we're going to do an Eagles recap. Um, and that's just this is my opinion. We should have talked about them more. Uh, we tried to silence them. We tried to box them out because Get them there out wasn't the a lot of positive things to talk about. And then my man, Big Stick Nick, put it back on the map. <laughs> yeah, man. Front Shout out. Yeah, man. To my... man. Yeah, what? Right. Yeah, man. What do you mean, not my man? He was a Michael How Vick. How's he not supporter. my man? He was a Michael Vick over. Shout out. Hold up, Nick nigga. Shout out to my man. Big stick, Nick. We love you. We love you. Hopefully, we don't have to miss you. But what are you talking about? On the first episode, everybody can hear. I said, I'm a big stick, Nick guy. Pause. So was this Nick? I'm trying to go through the history. Were you a Michael Vick over Nick Foles guy? Because I wasn't. I don't remember, nigga. I drink too much. To remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Point. It was a long time ago, Indeed. nigga. Indeed. Nah, just my point here is that Nick, Nick, shout out to Nick. He's definitely not anything new in Philly. I mean, I wish we could have held that lead for him back then with Chip when we was playing New Orleans because who knows what he could have did. But he's he's a Philly legend, man. Definitely. So, the Eagles ended up 9-7. and seven. Is that how we ended up? Um, it was really bleak, but we didn't think we were going to make the playoffs. We got in. We should have beat the Saints. It yep. should have been a part two. A part mm. deal. As they say, it should have been Nick Foles part dead. Part dead. And we didn't get it because I didn't like the fact that Nick Foles snapped that ball at 201. What's the rush? Oh my God. And then Alshon Jeffrey, he needs to go get him an endorsement with Butterfingers, do a commercial with them because that was a very catchable, should have caught the ball. But I didn't think the play even should have happened. Period. Period. I was walking. I was looking at the TV, and I said, "All right, cool. We're moving, baby. Two minute warning. We're getting ready to go in." And I'm walking away from the TV, and I took a look back, and they're still playing. And I said, "Are you kidding me?" And as the ball came out of his hands, I said, "Oh yeah, baby." And when it went through his hands, I said, "Oh shit." <laughs> yeah, I missed the play. I, I think y'all might have texted in the group chat or whatever, and I was like, damn, I guess something bad happened, replayed it. And yeah, I didn't understand that. The, 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 look, there's a lot to talk about here with the Eagles. I'm, I look at the coach very closely. Um, he, he, we won the championship, so I don't want the year before, so you never want to dig in too much. But definitely some questionable strategy throughout the season. I think that moment there. I, you know why not? Why not go to the two minute warning, huddle yeah. up, 
get get some plays drawn out and and focus on getting in the end zone because they had they had them against in the, against the ropes for sure. Right. Yes, Everybody did. in New Orleans was panicking. You could feel the heartbeats through the TV, and I I don't know yeah. why. You know, we had to rush and do what we did. But I, it's a weird game. We came out, we scored 14 points, right. and then we kind of got shut down. I mean, Nick, we'll be honest. Oh, yeah. Oh, we took, we took, we took, we took, uh, essentially, we took four quarters off. Yeah. We folks. played great in the first half of the first quarter, or maybe the whole first quarter, right? We took three quarters off after that. We only played well for the very last drive. Yeah. Foles didn't have a good game, actually. Um, as much as we love him, he didn't have a good game. I didn't like some of the play calling that was going on, and I thought the defense did pretty good overall. We were playing with fourth and fifth string people in the secondary, but it was a tough loss. So what's, 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 what's the, what do we need to do? It doesn't look like Mike Grow is going anywhere. It doesn't look like uh, Jim Schwartz is going anywhere. Which I thought Schwartz he did a phenomenal job in the second half of the season with, with that secondary. But I would love yeah. to see us blitz more. What, yeah. what do we need to do? What, what, what are the things that we can do fundamentally? Something interesting happened today with Nick Foles. They, it looks like they're going to exercise the option on Nick Foles. $20 million option. Yeah, franchise tag, no? What it shows me is that they found a trade partner. That He's not coming back. There's no way. They've announced that Carson Wentz is the quarterback of the future. That's who they're moving right. forward with. The tag has to be the fact that someone said they don't want to compete in the open market. Here's what we'll give you. So that's why the Eagles did what they did today or the other day. Um, what do y'all think about that? I think that at that point, it's, it's strictly a business move. Um, business move, you know, you got to see what you can get for, for a guy that has... Played I don't think they would have done it if it wasn't already done. I don't yeah. think they would have done it if it wasn't already done. So you don't. So you think that there's already a trade in place? Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's a trade partner already. <laughs> Unless there's already a trade partner for Wentz. I mean, I I think their trade folds over Wentz, but yeah, cause they, they already came out publicly saying they're not. They so said, there's no way. I, I believe half well, of what you people hear say a lot of yeah, about people that, say that's a lot true, of but shit. you can't. You they're not doing that. I, I understand what you're saying. I, I I think they're trading foes, but um, you know, if there is an outside chance that they trade that they trade Wentz, then that would be interesting too. I, I would probably choose Wentz over Foles personally. We could talk more about those two, but um, you know, I, I definitely think they got a, a trade a trade lined up. But um, what other to your question though? I mean, not just focusing on quarterback. What positions do y'all think they should focus on in the off season? Well, that's easy. <laughs> Secondary. You got to go there. You got to shore that thing up. And I, w- I want, I'll tell you what I want. I want a tough, blitzing, fast, middle linebacker. They That's need, what I, I was, want. I was going to say, linebacker is You pretty. niggas ain't shit. When we were at the practice, y'all were praising the Eagles linebackers. Who was the one that said that they're weak there? Y'all were praising them. I don't remember that. You remember that, Ron? Ron remembers it. I don't remember oh, that. Of course you don't remember it. I don't what remember we had to look at, what's his name, Bradham? Y'all were fucking praising Bradham. Bradham had an okay year. And I said, y'all were like, he had like eight to ten sacks. Motherfucker had one. Y'all were praising that nigga. That. Oh, of course you don't. You, we, we well, first of all, I came late. So that might have been a conversation <laughs> with you and Ron. <laughs> when, I came, when I came there, nigga, they was, 
Niggas was walking out to the parking lot. So let's be clear on that. They would pour water on their head ready to go. <laughs> Yo, don't get me on Ron's fun facts, nigga. <laughs> nah, y'all niggas was talking like the linebackers were straight. I said that's where yeah, we need upgrade. I will say, I will. Now watch this though. But, but hold on, too. Go ahead. Here's the thing, though, right? If we just can be, if we be, if we're fair about it, though, the fact of the matter is that the linebackers weren't necessarily able to blitz anyway because you're gonna get beat over the top. So they helping other days. Yeah, but Schwartz is just not a blitz. He's just not a blitzing guy. He doesn't blitz. That's not his style. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you have a a top tier linebacker and if he's in that system, then he'd probably be frustrated. Yeah, I will say to to one point I think what two uh, could be talking about as legit is Jordan Jordan Hicks. I think he's up at the end of this year. I think he might be either unrestricted free agent or something's going on where they got to decide if they want to invest in him or not. And and I yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. There. I think they might let him walk. I don't know if they he's been injury a lot of injuries right. like a, since he's been there. He's had some good moments, but. I don't right, know if he's a long yeah, I don't know if he's like a long term investment. And that's your middle linebacker, so they're gonna have to definitely focus on, on, on linebackers either way. Um I fuck with Bradham though. Um I think where we have to upgrade is going to be linebacker. Uh, uh, I hope they can maybe do that through the draft. Um yeah. but I think running back Running back. And they have to figure out the secondary. What do y'all want to see him do at running back? Let's start there. Right now we have Smallwood, Corey Clements, and we have Josh Adams. Josh Adams. And then then Sproles is not necessarily saying he's retired. I'd like him to just go ahead and do that. Thank you. God bless you. Good night. Right, right. (laughs) Thank you for your service. Um, But with Adams, he's not it. We got excited about him for a couple of weeks. I love Smallwood. I just feel like he's been with us so long, and he adds uh, a certain element. For whatever reason, they just say he can't block. And he's been in the league for four or five years now. I can't understand why you haven't figured out uh, the schemes and how to block, but apparently that's his Achilles heel. And it's easy. 260-pound niggas running straight at you. <laughs> he wants no parts of it. <laughs> no thanks, coach. I got a family. Maybe he wants no parts too. of it. Um, and, and I guess I can understand that. Um, but then we got Corey Clemens, who I thought that was going. this was going to be his year. And Me it, too. And it didn't. I drafted his way. ass. <laughs> and then we got J.J. is going. I believe he's a free agent. There's no way we bring him back. Do we go through the draft? Do we try to go after Le'Veon Bell? What would you like? Or do we stick with what we have today? What would you like to see us do? I think you got to work through the draft. you gotta, you got to work through the draft. Um, you know, we all know. That's all backfired know on us in the past. What's my man's name we drafted? Was it from West Virginia? Donnell Pumphrey. 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 Yeah, that's backfired. Yeah, he was from that. San Diego State. I San think, Diego uh, State, yeah. I think your man, your man Small was from West Virginia. Okay, yep, 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 yep. Um, I, I'm with Ron, though. I think invest through the draft, but don't wait till the fifth round to do it. I think Pumphrey was them getting caught because, uh, you know, the rumors was they wanted uh, the dude that went to uh, Minnesota. That um he's been kind of hurt, but um 
uh, I forget his name offhand, but yeah, you know, I think they got caught, had to wait to the fifth round for that. Invest. It's nothing wrong with doing the doing picking them in the second round, right? You know, and invest right. in the draft. You know, you already got. I mean, they're gonna have to figure out what they have in their existing team. I don't know if they keep Smallwood, but I, I mean, he's kind of been more consistent than 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 uh, some of the other options. But you know, kind of get work through the draft. I think they're actually going to. Keep, I wouldn't be surprised to keep Ajayi actually on a cheaper deal, um, just for one year a one year rental, um, just to kind of shore it up, see what they have, get somebody young. I, I could see them working it like that. I I don't see that happening. We see the Eagles like multiple running backs, so I think Smallwood stays. I see, um, I see maybe Corey Clemens not coming back. It's going to be between mm-hmm. Adams and Corey through the summer and we're going to have to see who who performs but I think it's going to be be between those two guys and then and then a rookie. I think you coming back with Smallwood, Adams or Clemens and then a rookie. I think that's how they address it. I don't think they go out there and get a Le'Veon Bell. We all in agreement there, right? Like I don't see them Yeah, doing I don't that. I don't yeah, I don't see that happening. Nah, well, I don't see that happening. It's not worth the investment. Secondary. Um Mainly uh, from a safety standpoint, I, I think Sidney Jones struggled a bit. We saw some flashes, but I think, you know, he's a high draft pick. He's going to be the guy that they choose to go with down the line. I think he's the guy um, that they're going to move forward with. Uh, I really liked Trey Sullivan. I thought he played phenomenal towards the end of the season. But I saw they recently restructured uh, McLeod's contract to keep him. I didn't necessarily, I wasn't a fan of that. I wasn't necessarily a fan of that. I would have liked them to um, maybe give Sullivan a shot. Uh, Maddox got, he got eight well, up. He got eight and up. Yeah, but he's, he's a guy that they love. He's a guy that they love. He plays multiple positions. That, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't. I like LeBlanc a little bit more than Sullivan, actually. Um, I like LeBlanc as well. LeBlanc, LeBlanc. I like LeBlanc. He as made well. some plays. I like LeBlanc as well. Um, I just thought those young guys really showed some promise, but we also got fooled because uh, two years ago Jalen Mills was 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 solid. He showed a lot of upside, a lot of promise, and then this year. We didn't see that. Yeah, he showed you why he was a seventh-round pick. Right. I mean, this, this a, <laughs> this, that's the question. So, today, who are your two cornerbacks? Who are your two safeties going into next year? That's kind of easy, I think. I yeah. think so, for safety, I would I, I think Jenkins and, and uh, McLeod at, at the safety position, uh, I think those are probably locks, honestly. Right. Um, at cornerback... Um, I think Sidney Jones, just because it's such a high investment in him, and, and if he could be healthy, I think he's probably okay. Um, I think he'll take one spot. So then the question is, is it between Mills or Darby? Mm. We forgot about Ronald Darby. Um, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Darby. Me either. I'm not a big fan of yeah, Darby. Me either. I think he played well last year, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he played well last year. I feel like the second day was thriving. And when he came back from injury, that's when the confusion started. Threw it off. Yeah. The chemistry wasn't there. The communication wasn't there when he came back. So, 
I'd like them to draft somebody. I think it's what what I've got. Because I, I don't know who I want between Darby or or Mills. I probably would say Darby, but I, that still would mean I would want them to draft some another cornerback to throw in there. Oh, I think I think they have to go heavy in the secondary throughout the draft. Um, so they'll definitely draft some guys, but, but you know, corner safeties too. Corner the secondary is tricky though because those guys. It's a lot of communication that has to be had. There's a lot of nuances to learn. So even if you draft someone, I don't know if they'll be ready to to truly uh, make an impact next year. Um, but we'll have to see. You you guys actually like Maddox? Y'all like him? I I I thought that the kid played well. Um, mm. Sometime, sometime, you know. And I think that it's, it's it's one of those things that where you only get better by being on the field. Uh, you know, yeah, you only get better by being on the field. That's so, true. you know, let's have a, have a quick little pep talk with the guys back there and say, uh, hey, no double moves. <clears throat> and then you go from there. Yeah, he wasn't terrible. And I think he was originally playing the nickels or the, what they call the slot position. And then he just, through injuries, had to play a couple other positions. I mean, he's a young guy. I would still rock out with him, invest yeah. in him. I like LeBlanc, too, though. I like yeah, LeBlanc. Yeah, I think, and I like yeah, Sullivan. I think, I think there's I think some you good gotta, secondary guys coming off the bench. We didn't mention our, our, the, our Rasul Douglas neither, though. Forgot about him. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel that strongly about him. Just because yeah. I think your true colors are going to show. We saw that with Jalen Mills, like you said. He showed he was a seven round pick. Like mentally, you have to be able to show up every. Day, not even every week. You got to show up to practice, right? Like you got to like. Sometimes you can get on a run where you're dialed in, but ultimately, whoever you are is going to show up, and that's what we saw with Mills. Darby, Darby doesn't like to tackle. That's his weakness. He, yeah, I don't like Darby. He doesn't. He doesn't like to tackle. He had a good game. He didn't shut down though. He shut down a, a big time receiver uh, that they played one time. He had some good games in Philly, I thought, but is he worth? I think he's now coming out of contract or something. I don't know if he's worth like a long term deal or nothing like that. Definitely not. What I would have liked to see is them make a move at offensive coordinator, uh, and we're gonna have to get to this. Uh, the rumor around Carson Wentz and the feedback he got from his teammates. Uh, these anonymous sources. Everybody always has a problem with anonymous sources. But what they said was Wentz ran all over Mike Grow. That he didn't show him the respect that he was supposed to get. And Carson Wentz pretty much was calling his own plays. He was pretty much formulating his own offense. And Mike Grow did not have a handle on the offense when Wentz was in. Now, we saw what happened when Foles got the call again. The offense was clicking. There could be folks are saying that a lot of these rumors are untrue about Wentz, whatever. Nobody's denied that one. That Carson Wentz did not show Mike Grow the respect he deserved. And that's on, that's on Mike Grow too. Like, you got to stand up and be a professional and say, this is, hey, kid, this is, this is my job. Right, you have to set that I'm record. running this thing. But the fact that Mike Rowe is still in the position that he's in, that's a bit concerning if Carson Wentz was drinking his own Kool-Aid and thought he was maybe better than what he has actually performed 
way he's proven, maybe we need to see a change from that infrastructure. But we didn't. The Eagles came out and said that Carson Wentz is their quarterback. Yeah, I thought it was interesting when um, D. Filippo got fired Minnesota mm-hmm. that Doug, the coach, immediately came out and that when he was asked the next day, like, he feels solid in his coaching staff and had no interest because I think a lot of people Very thought, thought that D. Filippo would be right back in Philly. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have an opinion on that story. I mean, it didn't get picked up in a lot of places and a lot of players came out and said they didn't think it was valid but if it is true I mean you definitely got to respect your coaches and if you're supposed to be a leader of franchise you know I mean you can't do that but at the same time if we're talking about top tier quarterbacks um and Carson hasn't proven if he is that yet but I mean you know you hear Aaron Rodgers just ran Mike McCarthy out of Green Bay and you know a lot of these a lot of these quarterbacks unfortunately it kind of it does happen in, in, in NFL so it isn't new but I mean Carson hasn't earned his stripes yet to do that and, and, I, no, and, I, and no. I like and I like Carson but I, you can't do shit like that right and it, if it's true yeah if, I it's, support, if, it, if it's true I support the teammates having his back but it comes with a smoke that's fire but so well, let's end it on this one there's rumors the Eagles exercise the option on falls and $20 million, they picked up that option. We all have come to an agreement that there's a trade partner, most likely. Who we've heard, and the fact that Filippo is now with the Jaguars. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's, he, he's the offensive quarter for the Jaguars. So a lot of people feel he's clamoring for foals. And the rumor is, I've heard... Um, Leonard Fournette, and I've heard Jalen Ramsey. Oh, oh, <laughs> I would love Jalen Ramsey. I would take Fournette as long as we got it. You still if, haven't if, learned your lesson about Fournette, nigga. <laughs> I said I, w- I would take him if there was a, a draft pick involved as well. Being say that's the trade partner. Say the trade partner is the Jaguars. What do you think we should get in return for a Nick Foles? Shit, I think you just covered it, man. I think if you could get Ramsey, I'd take Ramsey and Fournette and, and see if you can get a draft pick. I don't know what you think, Ron. You could get with that fourth or a fifth rounder or something like that. I mean, I think for for Nick, yeah. that ain't bad. No. That's a steal, no, right? Because, well, at that point it is because it's somebody that you're not going to play anyway. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so playing, at that point, you're playing with house money. You know, but you are trading on the only Super Bowl winning quarterback in Philly. But, but like you said, I mean, if you ain't gonna play him, damn, I guess we're gonna be in the Nate Sudfield business if Carson can't stay healthy, and that that sounds terrible. Oh, that's a bad deal. It's a gift and a curse when you trade when you trade Nick, because I mean, what we had in Philly. You know, was unique. Most teams, the season is over. I mean, look, look, look down there in the Beltway and in, in, in Washington. I mean, I don't know right. how Gruden. They want to get rid of Gruden, but shit, man. I mean, if you're playing Mark Sanchez and Josh Johnson and God, who Colt McCoy. I mean, these names are getting scary. You know what I mean? So it's it's it is worth investing in a good backup quarterback. But if you could flip them for those kind of options, I mean, that's a good deal. Right. 
Right. And it's not, but yeah. it's not going to be Fournette and Ramsey. It's either one of those guys and then some draft picks, from my understanding. Oh, uh, okay. If you can get both of them, hell yeah, you do that. Okay. But, um. I'm so, surprised that Filippo's there because I would have thought that they would have had, had a new coach. Yeah, but just a year ago, they were the number one seed, I believe. Right? Yeah. I mean. They had a rough year this year, yeah. though, man. Like, like looked like the team kind of quit on them. God damn, that pooch still going. <laughs> Somebody better be dead over there in the morning. <laughs> if not, you're going to make sure it happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a black it's an interracial couple over there, and somebody better put an OJ in the morning, or it's gonna be a problem. Because <laughs> the way that dog is is barking, somebody must be dead over there. It's fucking ridiculous. Shit. But anyway, <laughs> so with the we'll end it on this with the Eagles. If the Eagles end up trading foals. Do we go into the season with the backup quarterback being... That's what we just thought with Nate Sudfeld. Sudfeld. Uh, Is he the guy that we go with? He's a free agent, actually, too. I think that they... Uh, I think they're going to draft someone uh, shit, later around. You're going to have to. Oh, you got to draft somebody. You're going to have yeah. to draft somebody. Yeah. I mean, they kind of like that kid, though. I don't know. They do. Yeah, I they like do. him. But, I like I mean, him, too. Look, you, I like him. Yeah. But, man, look. As long as the NFL draft is, go ahead and pick, go ahead and put a, a quarterback uh, out there. You know, pick one up. It doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. But they doesn't do. Hurt. They do have some needs, man. I think they. I mean, shit, man. We actually missed a couple positions, man. We didn't even talk about offensive line. You got a big injury with your with your with your Pro Bowl. I think it was a was he a Pro Bowl You're contender. Have to dra- address that in draft as left, well. Left tackle Peters. I mean, do you want Peters to come back for another year? No, I think it's retire. time to put him out. You got Brandon Brandon Brooks that tore his Achilles in that uh, in that game against the Saints. Right. So you don't know if he's going to even be back on time. So here's something that I heard. I think I told y'all, whoever runs the facility in my building, me and him became cool. He's an Eagles fan, right? He's from South Philly. So, at first I thought he was just like a janitor or some shit, but this motherfucker just spent 14000 on season tickets for the Eagles. He went to both playoff games. He told me they both cost over $2,100. So then I started to realize, okay, he, he ain't no damn janitor. He owns the company. And me and him cool as shit. But somehow he became friends with Brandon Graham. And him and Brandon Graham became cool through some Facebook scam or some shit where he thought he was buying Brandon Graham's tickets. And it was some kind of scam. And Brandon Graham found out about it. And ended up honoring the tickets, and they built a relationship off of that. So he's saying he's talked to Brandon Graham. Apparently, Brandon Graham is headed to Dallas. Brandon Graham believes his market value is $15 million a year. And the Eagles offered him eight. Brandon Graham is 30 years old. Love Brandon Graham. That's my guy. Yep. I don't think he's going to get $15 million in the market. I think if the Eagles maybe give him ten, we can bring him back. Do we want to bring him back? I don't. I don't know. I, I think you maybe he's got a few more good years left in him. 
I so, definitely think he does. We'll see if he ends up in Dallas. I thought that was interesting. He also said Brandon Graham told him Deshaun Jackson recently bought a condo in Philadelphia. So let's see if these things unfold as true. Because we just talked about Anthony Davis bought him a million dollar mansion in L.A. That's where he wants to go. Deshaun Jackson apparently bought him a condo in Philadelphia not too long ago. He stated he wants to come back. Shady McCoy has stated he wants to come back. So let's see if, if that happens as well. But it'll be interesting if this guy's source is real or he's just feeding me some bullshit all this time. <laughs> we'll have to see. It will be. It will be. But now, now, Brandon Graham, though, he did come out a few weeks ago and he said that he does love it here in Philly but that he owes it to himself and his family to explore free agents. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, you got to respect that. I mean, yeah, yeah. We don't yeah, get you got, this. You know, you got to go out there and see, got to go out there and figure out what your network is. Absolutely. And we don't get that Super Bowl if he don't get that knock, uh, get to have uh, oh, Brady to fumble that shit. Back. So, he, you know, yeah. definitely got got to get him your respect for him. But, you know, get go get your, I would hate to see him with the Cowboys, though. I know. That That's would hurt. That's thing. Not there. That would hurt. Anywhere but there. Right. So we'll see. But shout out to the Eagles. I think um, they had a great season. I think they were resilient. They could have packed it in and they didn't. And I love the fact that, uh, you know, they still got in the playoffs and won a playoff game on the road with a team that was supposed a lot of people picked to win the Super Bowl. So shout out to the Philadelphia Eagles. We still love you. Great season. We're still rolling off the Super Bowl. And you inspired us to start Boys oh, yeah. in the Motherfucking oh, yeah. Huddle. And, and, and one last thing before we close out the, the Eagles talk uh, and close out the night. Um, shout out to Chris Long, Walter Payton Man of the Year. Mm. You know, that's, 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 that's called, you know, he, mm. he, he donated his entire salary, um, you know, to, to education and, and to his, you know, to, uh, to a community, out, I believe it was West Virginia. So that's what happens when. That's called transcending the game. West Virginia. You know, you, yeah. Yeah. Remember, he. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to yeah, him. To, yeah. Yeah. He, he, he donated his, his money to, uh, I believe it was uh, Charlottesville. When, you know, to the, to the folks that were affected by the. Charlottesville uh, is in Virginia, nigga. Same thing. Whatever. <laughs> it's I'm, nigga, different. That makes me feel a little bit better. Cause... He's from he's from Charlottesville, so that makes okay, sense. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah give him a horns again. My man, Chris Long. West Virginia, yeah. I'd, I'd have been I'd have been perplexed. Yeah. Say, <laughs> it's pretty far from North Philly. <laughs> right. I'm like, you're right there in fucking Philly. Why would you go to West Virginia? But all right, that nah, that's sense. real shit though, yeah. Ron. I definitely caught that too. Um, honorable dude, I I hope he comes back for one more year. I, I rock with him. He, he good addition to the team since he's been there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great, great, great guy. You got me on Deshaun. Deshaun wanting to buy real estate again in Philly, man. He's he's a glutton for punishment, man. Shit, that's the rumor. Yeah, he did he get, he got robbed before in Philly. You need to go to Jersey, man. Uh, I ain't mad at him. Shit yeah. happens. But I'd love to see him come back. But all right, we got a new segment that we're going to start. Uh, so we're going to go through this segment, and then we're going to end the show. Um, either they don't know, don't show. Um, so this segment is called, Who You With? Who You With? 
Ava or Joel Embiid, who would you <laughs> rather build a franchise around? <laughs> uh, so here, I'm going to tell you who I'm with, right? It's pretty simple. I want to build a franchise around the guy that wants to be in my town, not the guy that's begging me to leave. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, Joel Embiid, that's who I'm with. Mm. Yeah, I'm saying Joel Embiid. Nothing. To, I, I think Ron said everything that needs to be said on that for me. Yeah, I'm going across the board. JoJo, baby, MVP, MVP, MVP. Yeah, how could you not? Next one. Who had the better career, Tashina Arnold or Tisha Campbell? Who you with? Oh, man, please. <laughs> Is this a joke? Yeah, I was going <laughs> to. What do you hey, mean? Get out of here. We'll go to the next one. That's, 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 not, that's a dumb question. Are you we'll saying that's one. a... I got Tashina. I don't know who y'all got. Yeah, I got Pam all day. Oh, okay. So uh, what? Nigga, oh, what? what? <laughs> Nigga, what? I thought, it's, I yeah, thought it was I a thought landslide it, for Pam. You're trying to say that... The, you, Why did you add, but you try to act like Tashina didn't have uh, you, a reputable career comparable. Like you was really feeling that push yeah, single, like huh? That, that you was really feeling that push single. Push, you got to push. You got to push just to get it right. Nigga, house party was a long time ago, brother. <laughs> Nigga, Nigga. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. You said you said a career period. You're, you're asking me. As, as far as as far as who a, had the better career, Tashina or after Martin? Everybody hates Chris. Is a top five black episode, uh, a sitcom of all time. Now she's on some shit with such an entertainer. She's still rolling. Oh, Gina, okay. Gina ain't the fuck. She had to. She had to. Um, the Jordan. Your favorite. My wife show. and kids. Yeah, that's probably why you're saying that because you think that show is the greatest of all time, which is not. Yeah, my wife and kids is hilarious. Uh, Everybody I, hates Chris it, is better than my wife and kids. My wife uh, and kids right, became bro. fucking two two good shows. Two good shows. Two good bro. shows. Two good but shows. after a while, my wife and kids became. A Every, too everybody cool hates Chris is a really good show, but just two good shows. Okay. So, well, so, so I guess Here Pam gets the nod. Pam gets the nod. Shouts to Shia. BDB. <laughs> Next one. Witty Hutton. Skip and Shannon or Max and Steven. Oh, nigga, please. Now, that's an easy question. Landslide. The fuck out of here. That's a landslide? First camera flash of the week. We don't fuck with you, cuz. <laughs> you kidding me? I'm, on the, I'm off the miles, Skip. <laughs> who, who has better ratings? I don't know these days. Well, yeah, I don't know. Can I flip? That's like asking who sold the most records. Who cares? Can I flip Skip your question Shannon. a little bit? Go ahead. Who, what's a, what was a better show so far? Y'all might think about it. It might be too early to judge it, but is it Skip and Shannon or Steve? Or or skipping Stephen A. Mmm. Mmm. I won't go with skipping Stephen A. I, I used to I used to love when they were together and some of the commentary they had when Jalen Rose had that beef with Skip and shit. That was that was pretty good, man. I'm going with I'm going with Stephen A and Skip. What you think, Ron? You think it's time will tell. I'm That's interesting. It is, but only because I mean I can understand where you say Stephen A and Skip only because they they originated it. Mm-hmm. But nah, Skip and Shannon, man, Shannon is Shannon's that dude. Period. He's that dude. You know, you know what I mean. So 
I will say, I will say, and we talked about it earlier. I think too, she touched on it. The flare, the flare, or the momentum that Stephen A. had, he's lost it since he uh, left, yeah, since Skip, since Skip has left. Yeah, absolutely. And I think maybe Skip was really that dude or something. But I feel like Skip is like on, like Shannon's show. Yeah, but he's yeah. almost like like he's, is he on Percocets or like he doesn't really. He just seems zoned out half the time. I don't know. I mean, not the same I, skip. He's looking at a black yeah, man that's on the mile <laughs> <laughs> and on that yak. I think, on that yak. I think he's just trying to figure out how to react sometimes. <laughs> Maybe. Yo, you know what I think it is though. I think that's. I think that's called Skip understanding his position on that show. Mm-hmm. You know, you, sometimes oh. you sometimes you got to sometimes you got to know that. Hey, you know what? Let me take a step back. And let this and let this guy do his thing because he's killing right, it right, right now. I saw Skip do the illest shit one time with Stephen A. He was cracking. He told he asked Stephen A. Did he need his tailor <laughs> because his suit was super long? <laughs> Said your sleeves yeah, are a little yeah, long. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? Like Stephen A. Changed his shit up. Like his suits used to be wack. His shoes and he I'm came like, at too much money. Wearing Steve Harvey those wack ass suits, right? Right, right. I'd be Skip told. Yeah, I was cracking up one of the suit supply in, in Tyson's. Nigga. Exactly, shit right. exactly. <laughs> but at the same time, Skip wouldn't say that to Shay Sharp. So it's a little bit of a different dynamic for well, sure. Shay Sharp. Hey, Shay Sharp is Sharp. The last name is resonates. Yeah, yeah. That motherfucker be putting it together. For sure. Give him that. For sure. But moving on, moving yeah. on. So we all going, we going to go with Skip and Shannon over Max and Stephen A. Yep. All right, that's yep. who we with. Next one. Breakfast Club or Ebro in the morning? Who you yeah. with? So here's, I'm going to give you something. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm hit you off like this, right? It depends on what you're looking for. Nigga, who you with? All right, I'm. I'm with the Breakfast Club. Fuck out of here. Okay, I'm with the Breakfast Club. (laughs) You got Dante. DC. Yeah, I'm with. I'm with the Breakfast Club. I think. uh, I don't really. I I I like Ebro, but I don't. I don't really rock with that collective there. That they don't have real chemistry. It's weird. I don't. I'm not a real Rosenberg. I like Rosenberg. I actually like Rosenberg. Uh But I mean, I'm going with Breakfast Club. I feel like, honestly, I thought they would have jumped the shark by now, if you know that term. But yeah, I, they're still thriving. John, John they're still thriving. Like I think their platform is a staple and a standard in the culture. Uh, yeah. I thought that they would have got more competition by now, but well, it they, is what it is. I think they do. I think probably Joe Budden podcast, something like that, is probably hurting them. But not nah, on the radio Joe side. Budden, yeah, Joe Budden podcast don't have guests, so. If you were promoting something or you want to put something out there to the world, you got to stop through the Breakfast Club. Mm. It's not oh, yeah. I thought it was interesting oh, yeah. that uh, the iHeart gave them best podcast of the year. Mm. <laughs> and then uh, Charlamagne was like, I didn't even know we were a podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's... Yeah, the fix is in. I think it's some, they, they're checking the momentum Collusion. in the podcast world. So <laughs> we'll be there soon. Next one. Got to learn about the Drexel B's and C's. Oh, wow. Yeah. Next one. Confessions of Fire or On My Way to Church. Debut Ooh. albums from the Dipset. Who you with? Who you, you with? really put Cam versus Jim? Oh. I, I want to flip this question. Certified too. Gangsters. Mm. Who had better solo albums as a collective? But answer the first question first. 
I'm going to tell you where I'm going. Grab your Bibles. <laughs> we out. We going to church. <laughs> <laughs> Who you with? <laughs> Who you with? You going, going on my way to church? church? I'm on my way to church. Uh, between those two albums, um, is Losing losing Weight on Confessions of Fire? No. That's no, that's SDE. Mm, yeah, then that. Then, uh, Confessions of Fire is Horse and Carriage. Horse and Carriage. Three, five, seven. Um, I think those were the two major singles off of. Let Me Know. No, Let Me Know was on SDE too. Mm. I'm a. I think I'm gonna probably go Confessions of Fire. Over on my way to church. Yeah, it's a tough one. Well, see, here's here's what would have been a better question for that one. It would have been S uh, uh, Confessions of Fire or N O R E. That's because uh, they came that's, out. They came out the same. A, yeah. No, but that's not even. That's easy. Yeah, that's easy. That's easy. This was more right. so two Dipset members to do had a better Big. debut album where. Cam is the rapper and Jim is the hustler. He, I think Jim know. I think Jim's had better solo projects overall though. I'm a, I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Confessions of Fire as well, just because I was a, a damn near kid at that time and I listened to that album a lot because it wasn't really that uh vulgar. You know what I mean? As a kid, like I thought that shit was dope. I haven't listened to Confessions of Fire probably in 15 years. Tachina uh, Arnold probably never will. <laughs> but, I mean, I liked it at the time. But, I think, yeah, like, Jim has probably had better projects than, than Cam overall. Hell which is yeah. very interesting. It's very interesting. Especially that last album you just came out oh, with. That still got replay top, value. Top three rap album last year. I agree. Easily. I agree with that. Wasted talent. Jim Jones. Check it out. So, next one. Jimmy Butler or CJ McCollum with the Portland Trailblazers. Who you with? I'll probably go. I'll go this one then. Um, I'm probably going to go with Jimmy. you go with I'll Jimmy? Pro- I'll go Jimmy. I, I don't know. Defensively, what CJ gives you, so I'll probably go with Jimmy. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with CJ McCollum. I think he could probably create his own shot. He, I think he's a better shooter, and that's when you when, when you even have to think about that. That's when you got to think about Jimmy Butler, a max player. To me, that's easy answering. No, no, I don't think he's max player. I would, but I don't think you, CJ is. He's not. CJ isn't either. But I think. If far as the Sixers and how their offense operates and what they need, I'd probably would rather have C.J. McCollum yeah. than Jimmy Butler. Oh, I agree. That's that's a different question, though. But yeah, I agree. Well, that's what I, I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From that standpoint. For next, uh, for the Sixers, yeah, yeah. C.J. McCollum for sure. Right. I'm going with C.J. Right. Right. Uh, I'm. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm going to go with Jimmy Butler. See him more. Uh, C.J. McCollum. They play out in Portland. Nigga, that shit's out in the middle of nowhere. So. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't care. What's that just because do I want to. Game. Well, I just told you just because I want to. So yeah, I'm going with Jimmy Butler. Fuck it. Well, that means you just don't know anything about CJ McCollum. That, well, if I don't know. I don't show. Then whatever, man. Jimmy Butler. All right. So the final one. Remember the Titans? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> God. <laughs> or a league of their own? <laughs> Who you with? Man, he trying to Tell bring... the people the real answer, you bitch ass niggas. 
League of Their Own. <laughs> we're all for one. We're all for one. We're all American. Exactly. No These bitch ass motherfuckers changed their answer. We had a technical difficulty, and initially they picked League of Their Own, and. I don't know if I convinced y'all to change y'all answer on the movie episode or not. If nobody, if you haven't listened to our movie episode, Movie Madness, check it out. These motherfuckers picked a league of their own over Remember the Titans. Ought to be ashamed. The same niggas picked Little Giants. Little Giants over Jerry Maguire. Easily. Over Jerry Maguire. Nobody had a problem. I heard no negative feedback about Little Giants moving on. You're a lie. You sent me a text message. About what? Niggas, niggas said Jerry Maguire should have lived longer. Oh, that well, that's different. They didn't say that Little Giants uh, was whack or didn't need to go further. They just had a connection with Maguire. But fuck all that. Y'all motherfuckers okay. picked the league of their own over Remember the Titans. The world needs to know. I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Okay. And I hope that damn dog sits in front of your door, too, nigga. <laughs> Why? For telling the truth, nigga? No, nigga, for giving show secrets. The fuck? Telling the truth, man. But uh, that's all we got today. Either they don't know, don't show, or don't care about what's going on in the huddle. We'll see y'all next time. Peace! Yeah.